0: In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, we welcome you to the All Souls Sermon Podcast. In the name of God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost, amen. Please be seated. In preparing for my message this week, I came across a quote from Augustine that I thought was rather interesting and insightful. We are well able to injure ourselves in a variety of ways, but not equally able to heal ourselves. Think about it just on a physical level. Perhaps through bad dietary choices, staying in the sun too long, or simply stubbing our toe walking through the house, there are a myriad of ways in which we cause physical harm to our bodies which require medicine or a doctor to heal because we can't heal ourselves. This is true not only physically, but also mentally, emotionally, and spiritually. Whether through thought, word, or deed, we do things that God has said we should not do, or we fail to do things which he has said that we should. And while we might be able to forgive one another, we are find that we are not able to make amends with God on our own terms. No amount of simply trying to be good gets us into heaven. God, in his grace, knows this about us and in his love has provided us with exactly what we need. The late Queen Elizabeth knew this and her Christmas message in 2011, she said this, God sent into the world a unique person, neither a philosopher nor a general, important though they are, but a savior with the power to forgive. Our passages this week show us clearly that divine work of Jesus in redeeming and forgiving those who are far from him. In our gospel, we find Jesus surrounded by a gathering of sinful people, tax collectors among them who were known to defraud, and we can only surmise that the rest of the crowd was a rather motley crew whose sins probably included lying, cheating, thieving, stealing, being drunk, committing adultery, and the like. Jesus is not repulsed by this crowd, but rather meets them where they are and dines with them. Pharisees and scribes, of course, can't understand why Jesus would put himself in such company. So Jesus gives them a series of parables, the lost sheep and the lost coin, which we hear today, and immediately following these, the parable of the prodigal son. We note that the lost sheep and the lost coin follow the same pattern. With the sheep, Jesus notes that there are 99 of them who are quite safe and sound, exactly where they're supposed to be, being good, faithful sheep. But one has gone missing. In an agricultural society, each sheep was significant. You could think about it this way, that that sheep was 1% of one's income. Can't imagine many of you would willingly give up 1% of your income just because, if you could choose to go find it instead. Jesus knows this. He says you would certainly go and find that sheep and bring it back home with you. The lost coin story is nearly identical. Some commentaries suggest that the string of tin coins that this woman had would have been part of a bridal necklace. Losing one of them would have brought her much public shame. Consider perhaps a modern analogy of losing one's engagement ring. You turn the house upside down until you find it, rejoicing, calling your friends, Oh, thank God I found it. In both cases, the rejoicing is greater over the thing that was lost and that is now found rather than over the things which you never lost in the first place. But importantly, it's not just the sheep owner or the woman in the parable that rejoice. In both cases, when the item is found, the entire community is invited to rejoice with them. Each individual is a significant part of the life and joy of the whole community. We all rejoice when we have what we should, when we are redeemed, when we are brought into the flock. Likewise, Jesus says, There is joy in heaven and among the angels, when a lost sinner is found and redeemed. Perhaps some of you struggle with sin. Do you feel far from God today? Take comfort that Jesus wants to dine with you to put you on his shoulders and bring you back home. If you are one who can look out upon the sinful people of the world, perhaps you should pray that God would use you or someone close to them to be his hands and feet bring Christ's message of grace and forgiveness to them, restoring them to God and to his church. But of course, there are always some who think, I've done too many bad things, or perhaps just one really terrible thing. God could never redeem me. To you, I offer again the words of Augustine, who says that God does not choose a person who is worthy, but rather, in choosing a person, he indicates that they are. You are worthy. John 3.16 tells us the similar thing. God so loved the world that he gave his only son that whoever believes in him should not die but have everlasting life. There's no caveat on who can have belief or on who Jesus came to save. We even get yet another similar thing in Paul's letter to Timothy. When he was in his relative ignorance as a zealous Jew, Paul, then known as Saul, blasphemed God and Jesus. He persecuted and injured Christians and the early church. We learn in the book of Acts that he is present and overseeing the killing of St. Stephen, the first martyr. He goes on to call himself the chief of all sinners. If you think that you or someone that you know cannot be redeemed, Paul says he was worse. Not only does Paul receive mercy, God then turns that and chooses to use Paul in being the leading voice in spreading Christianity to the West. No one, not you or anyone you ever encounter, is too far from God and his love and his grace. God loves each of us there is nothing we can do to make him love us more. There is nothing we can do to cause him to love us less. He wants us to be in his flock. This is his extreme grace in Christ. John Chrysostom, another church father, encourages us this way If you have sinned and God has pardoned your sin, receive your pardon and give thanks. Receive your pardon and give thanks. This is precisely what we see Paul do in the epistle where he proceeds to say to the only immortal, invisible, God-only wise. This is indeed why we are here at church to praise and worship God in response to his generous grace. Receive your pardon and give thanks this and each day. Amen. Thank you for listening to the sermon podcast of All Souls Episcopal Church. For service times and more information, go to allsoulsokc.com. God be with you.